If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Yes, get some TNT Radio socks. Although my problem is that I generally most of the year don't wear socks here in Mexico because it's just not really that cold. You know, we can walk around in sandals for most of the year. But anyways, um, looking at some noticias, uh, eminent American intellectual Victor Davis Hansen put out a piece uh, yesterday titled Weimar America. We may be headed for a 1930s nightmare. I've been thinking about this for the past 20 plus years. And that's one of the many reasons that I just sort of decided to hightail it out of the United Soviet States of America. He sort of concludes by saying that once a society mainstreams the values of thuggish brown shirts and ignores their, quote, from the river to the sea, eliminationist chants and screams of beat the effing Jew, then the next emboldened step is for ordained. This goes back to what James Lindsay is saying. It's not about the issue. The issue isn't the issue. The issue is the revolution. So it's it's the wokeism stuff. It's the cultural Marxism. It's the BLM stuff. It's the Antifa stuff. Now it's the, the Palestine stuff. You know, that's all thrown into one ball. Um, uh, it's the anti-family stuff. It's, it's the anti-gun rights stuff. And he goes on to say that um, that basically says, unless the public demands that their universities enforce on campus the Bill of Rights and the right to move freely in safety, that police enforce laws against mob violence in America's streets and in our schools, and that the U.S. stops greenlighting mass immigration from anti-Western nations and extending student visas to residents of anti-American terrorists supporting an autocratic Middle East regimes, then in suicidal fashion, we are headed for a 1930s nightmare. I was just thinking the other day, was Dick Derman? Um, saying that we should uh, allow immigrants, illegal immigrants, to receive to to um, serve in the U.S. military. And then the other day, the, the same day, there was the, there were these video reports of a whole line of young Chinese um, illegal migrants trying to get into America. That's a genius idea. Let's give these thousands of young Russian and Chinese men. Um, let them serve in the U.S. military. G genius idea. Chinese and Russian probably uh, spies. Let them work in our military, and then they can um, both send secrets to their home countries and then sabotage. You know, when, when World War III starts, um, sabotage America. Just really, we, we've gone off the, uh, the deep end here. You've got FBI Director Christopher Wray again sounding the alarm about serious terror threats to America. Quote, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. My response is that the greatest threats to the United Soviet States of America are the FBI director himself, Christopher Wray and, and his ilk. Because most of the terror is state terrorism carried out by the FBI, by the CIA, literally. So, you know, th they are the greatest threats. And, you know, th that sort of coincides with the EU also warning of Christmas terror uh, attacks. And so we, we know that the Europe and America both ran state terror 
the, probably under the same program, you know, Operation Gladio um, and such, the strategy of tension. So these are the real terrorists. They're saying they're going to make some more terror. Um, and there seems to have been an event in Virginia just a day or two ago. Uh, leftist extremist terrorist, uh, was it John Yu, I think? I'm not sure uh, his name. Yes, J James Yu. Uh, there was a warrant for his arrest, I guess, and they go into his house. And I think he he blew up the entire house. You watch the video; it's quite impressive. Um, and uh, it says there's uh, journalist has additional info on this you guy. He's a far leftist that posts anti-white hatred and quotes Noam Chomsky. He accused his neighbors of being spies on social media just a few days ago. He had a previous encounter with the FBI. Um, so again, was he some MK Ultra? Has he been radicalized by the Pentagon social media ma machine? He serves the purpose of saying, "Hey, look, look at all this terrorism. We got to take away your rights." Um, and also, fantastic story here: disgraced neocon Liz Cheney contemplates third-party run to target Trump. Liz Cheney, seriously, Darth Vader's daughter. Um, Dick Cheney, right? Uh, just go away, please. Hillary Clinton, Nikki Haley, Liz Cheney, you know. <laughs> really, I, I mean, Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney. Well, I, I don't know what else to say here. Uh, we've also got bad news on the geopolitical front. Zelensky turning Ukraine into authoritarian state, just like Russia, says the Kiev mayor in shocking interview, Klitschko, Vitaly Klitschko. Uh, also, clown show circus here Zelensky abruptly cancels his address to U.S. senators and then he lashes out at the failure to secure more taxpayer funds not looking good and uh the national interest reports the U.S. Air Force is in serious decline the Air Force today would struggle to execute another desert storm much less take on a peer adversary like China so it's not looking good for the West. All right, a reminder that for a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT Radio, check out tntradio.live. We've got a few, um, the, the furniture has, has been moved around a bit. We got Charlie Robinson now weekdays, I think Matt Eretz on the weekend now so we, we serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of incredible and expert commentators separating fact from fiction truth from propaganda right here on tnt radio conversations to inform and include it's meant for everyday people to understand today's news talk radio tnt nicaraguan police say they want to arrest the director of the miss nicaragua beauty pageant accusing her of intentionally rigging contests so that anti-government beauty queens would win the pageants as part of a plot to overthrow the government. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT Radio news producer Adam Clark, also known as Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. This is uh, certainly an instance where truth is stranger, or at least as strange as fiction. The charges against pageant director Karen Celeberti would not be out of place in a vintage James Bond movie with a repressive, closed-off government, coup-plotting claims, foreign agents, and, of course, 
beauty queens. It all started November 18th when Miss Nicaragua, Shenis Palacios, won the Miss Universe competition. The government of President Daniel Ortega briefly thought it had scored a rare public relations victory, calling her win a moment of, quote, legitimate joy and pride, end quote. But the tone quickly soured the day after the win when it emerged that Miss Palacios had posted photos of herself on Facebook, participating in one of the mass anti-government protests in 2018. In some countries, that'll get you labeled as a terrorist. America. Uh, The protests were violently repressed, and human rights officials say 355 people were killed killed by government forces. Mr. Ortega claimed the protests were an attempted coup with foreign backing aiming for his overthrow. His opponents said Nicaraguans were protesting his increasingly repressive rule and seemingly endless urge to hold on to power. A statement by the National Police claimed Ms. Celeberti, quote, participated actively on the internet and in the streets in the terrorist actions of a failed coup end quote, an apparent reference to the 2018 protests. Miss Celeberti apparently slipped through the hands of police after she was reportedly denied permission to enter the country a few days ago. But some local media reported that her son and husband had been taken into custody. Miss Celeberti, her husband and son, face charges of, quote, treason to the motherland, end quote. They have not spoken publicly about the charges against them. Um, She, quote, remained in contact with the traders and offered to employ the franchises, platforms and spaces supposedly used to promote, quote unquote, innocent beauty pageants in a conspiracy orchestrated to convert the contests into traps and political ambushes financed by foreign agents, end quote. That's according to the statement. It did not help that many ordinary Nicaraguans, Nicaraguans who are largely forbidden to protest or carry the national flag in marches, took advantage of the Miss Universe win as a rare opportunity to celebrate in the streets. Their use of the blue and white national flag, as opposed to Mr. Ortega's red and black Sandinista banner, further angered the government, who claimed the plotters, quote, would take to the streets again in December in a repeat of history's worst chapter of vileness, end quote. Just five days after Miss Palacio's win, Vice President and First Lady Rosario Murillo was lashing out at opposition social media sites, many run from exile, that celebrated Miss Palacio's win as a victory for the opposition. Miss Morello said, quote, in these days of a new victory, we are seeing the evil terrorist commentators making a clumsy and insulting attempt to turn what should be a beautiful and well-deserved moment of pride into destructive coup-mongering, end quote. That's a new one on me, coup-mongering. Mr. Ortega's government seized and closed the Jesuit University of Central America in Nicaragua, which was a hub for 2018 protests against the Mr. Ortega regime, along with at least 26 other Nicaraguan universities. It's a tough word. Sorry, guys. The government has also outlawed or closed more than 3,000 civic groups and non-governmental organizations good on them, Uh, arrested and expelled opponents, and not so good, stripped them of their citizenship and confiscated their assets. Well, that's not nice. Thousands have fled into exile. Uh, Palacios, who became the first Nicaraguan to win Miss Universe, has not commented on the situation. 
Uh, and during the contest, she's 23 years old. Apparently, she says she wants to work to promote mental health after suffering debilitating bouts of anxiety herself. Uh, she also said that she wants to work closely to uh, sorry, she wants to work to close the salary gap between the genders. But on a since deleted Facebook account under her name, Palacios posted photos of herself at a protest, writing she had initially been afraid of participating. Quote, I didn't know whether to go. I was afraid of what might happen, end quote. Some who attended the march that day recall seeing the tall, striking Palacios there. Arvori, what a sight to see at a massive uh, anti-government protest, but a, a beauty queen. What do you think about this? It kind of reminds me, um, you know, the story yesterday I commented on Maduro having the referendum on Sunday in Venezuela uh, on whether would they should just annex their neighbor you know, Guyana, uh, and then, you know, just fudging with the the, the voter turnout and, and and votes, you know, very banana republic stuff. And this in that same vein for me just sounds very, you know, banana republic -y, Nicaragua here. And, you know, it just goes to show that anything can be weaponized in in the states. And, you know, Ortega, Ortega does have to be careful and the problem here is it becomes difficult separating true patriots who might want what's best for their country and in this case you know the the director of the pageant karen celebrity uh or um foreign agents sponsored by the usual suspects national endowment for democracy or their four subsidiaries usaid open or soros is open society uh and again you know i've experienced that living in kazakhstan where you have just like any country um kazakhs who are fed up with their authoritarian light government and then other kazakhs that unwittingly get indoctrinated by the this network NED, aid and soros and i saw young kazakhs being uh directly working with these groups unwittingly uh, and being primed to overthrow the Kazakh government it's you're in a between a rock and a hard um place and I, I don't know what the easy answer there is because there are you know I'm sure Nicaraguans have real uh complaints when it comes to the Nicaraguan government and Ortega and some of the totalitarian things he does um so yeah but it's 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 it, it is interesting, you know, considering the story you mentioned the other day with the Cuban um, foreign agent that was recently sentenced, having worked for decades uh, in the U.S. government uh, for, uh, you know, sending, I guess, details to Cuba. But what do you make of this? It almost feels like we're moving out of clown world into spy world, doesn't it, Harori, with all these stories? Uh, Clancy world. I don't know. Um, I just I'm 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 still. It's still shocking and strange to me, I guess, is, is more the word than less, you know, not necessarily shocked, but it's odd to, to think that. I mean, do you think that there's some legitimacy to this idea that somebody can overthrow the government by rigging a beauty pageant contest? Seems a little ridiculous on its face. So there is this whole bizarre clown world lingering effect on this story after all. Well, I mean, part of it is, you know, classic paranoia by authoritarian leaders but um you know we've seen in in history just simple 
moments, spontaneous moments, even in the arts, one thing leads to another and you just pull people together and then you get you create a movement um, that can challenge the the regime's power and uh, authority. So that's the way the cookie crumbles, as Steve Carell would say, I think, in that uh, comedy film. Well, we'll chat with you uh, tomorrow. Ruckus, have a great evening. We have Lynn Taylor of CommonCordiva.com joining us to talk globalism. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. It's the most important thing we can do. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Returning to the Rebel Transmission, joining us is Lynn Taylor. Her website is commoncorediva.com on Twitter X. Uh, that's the same handle, Common Core diva she um worked as a private educator for over two decades i've got about over a decade of experience working uh, in education how are you doing lynn i'm fine how are you i'm doing good i think this is the first time we're seeing you on video now in oh our new well congratulations is in order <laughs> things are things are progressing then good yes tnt radio vision in living color of course streaming to twitter pentagon tube as i call it youtube odyssey uh right. rumble and of course the audio uh airwaves as well uh and we'll be continuing our breakdown of what dave mustaine of megadeth calls the united abominations the united nations um you sent me a lot of material some of right. which i've seen for the first time uh, I like how the UN, you know, they've got this program, Reimagine the UN together. Yeah. And yeah. they talk mm -hmm. about the dragons then. They just, it's just ripe with dragon, serpent, uh, Satan, devil uh, it's symbolism. It's in our faces. And if people are not noticing this, I mean, this is what they are referring to their own employees as, as a den full of dragons and why i thought it was important for us to talk about this favore was because 
I know people are trying to get ready for whatever holiday it is that they're celebrating um, here in December. Um, but we have to be on board because we're getting closer to 2030. We have a humongous U.S. election coming up in 2024. And we're going to see uh, people who are selected, not elected, to kick the U.N. can down the road even more. People are going to sit here and listen to this and go, oh, well, Trump got us out of the U.N. No, he didn't. He defunded certain parts of certain programs connecting the United States to the United Nations. But no president, since we got into the U.N., has ever had the wherewithal to pull us lock, stock and barrel out of the United Nations and keep us out. Not one Republican or Democrat. So those are a couple of things. But I thought it was important because these people are being groomed to influence huge uh, public-private partnerships, which we know are fascist. They're going to influence how governments are putting together legislation, election year or not, uh, no matter if you're in the United States or not. This is not going to reserve itself to one part of our world. And it's time we look at how they want to reimagine how the UN is run, because how the UN is run 2.0, if you will, will be how they will run the rest of the world. Yeah, and you know th this reminds me. Just over the weekends, um, we I think the the world's second biggest book fair is held right here in Guadalajara, Mexico, where I am. I visited. It's it's usually about a week, week and a half, and I visited mm -hmm. it on the first day, week and a half ago, and it the last day was this Sunday, and I I, I uh, uh, I'm also a member of dissident anti-globalist Mexican groups here on the telegrams um and elsewhere and someone in the group said that sunday was the last day they were going to meet at the expo uh it's called feel the 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 book fair and they were going to meet at the um that expo to ha hold an anti agenda 2030 protest i was not able to make it but i think it just goes to what you're saying from mm -hmm. all around the world you know here in mexico Right. people anti-globalist mexican citizens uh, anti-agenda 2030 they're like what can we do let's at least go to this big giant you know expo this it's a big mm -hmm. cultural event um um educational event you know let's do that they, they were protesting the COVID mandates protesting agenda 2030 and they just on the dragon thing uh you know i used to go often to the original league of nations building in geneva which is now right. you know been rebranded uh the, the un geneva headquarters mm -hmm. uh, my mm -hmm. school was just a minute walk uh, up up the road from there and i had access to the un geneva i'd have lunch there i uh, just mm -hmm. you know rub shoulders with all of these diplomats and i remember that you had the serpentine lounge it was called the serpentine lounge in un wow. geneva one of the coffee rooms and actually wow. you, you can actually go to the official un geneva website Look at the official map floor plan, and that actually says Serpentine Lounge. And then here you're talking about the reimagining UN Dragons um, Den. Why, why don't they just, you know, say the Lions Den or something like that? No, it's always Serpentine or, or Dragon, and that really that that's a tell, in my opinion. Um, well, well it absolutely it absolutely is. But let's stop and think about this. We know that the United Nations is based on satanic Luciferian roots. It's going to be in humanistic beliefs. 
not godly uh, biblical beliefs. And so, no, they're not going to call it the lion's den because what did we have in the Bible? We had Daniel who went into the lion's den, who championed uh, evil, was protected from evil. They couldn't possibly do that. So no, they, they name it the serpent's den. They go after dragons, all this other kind of stuff. But one of the things that caught my eye about this reimagining the United Nations was the United Kingdom's shark tank um, equivalent. I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's um, some sort of show. And here in America, we have one that's called the Sharks Tank. And you go and you present these business ideas and these investors are all sitting there in this panel and they're going, well, we like your idea. Yeah, we'll invest in it. So this is what was happening on this British show was the fact of, okay, we're going to go into this particular uh, format and we're going to let the people decide. No, the people did not decide. The people who were inside the United Nations did. Now, you had four, five different teams in the United Nations. You had one that was for a global platform that would link your skills to people. So in other words, that uh, let's hurry up to learn so we can hurry up to earn. Then you had skill for the future, which was all about artificial intelligence and the career slotting that would go with that. Then you had the UN Digital ID, that is a universal ID that was being trotted out and tested on the UN employees. But we'll we'll get back to that later because that's going to tie into how it's going to become something mandated for every one of us in this world. Then we had the unicorns or unicoins, I should say. This was the digital token to incentivize you if you're an, a UN employee to get on board with the agenda, because after all, we have to be about Agenda 2030 or the Sustainable Development Goals. Now, if you wanted to see any of these uh, plans, Favore, on the website that houses all this information, you have to create an account with a username and a password just to see what's going on. It's not they don't want you to see, it's they want to track what you are looking at about them. Yeah, and I was trying to, it's funny how often on these UN websites, I think I had the problem last time as well with the Small Business um, Association link that we discussed with last time. I'm trying to click on one of these PDFs. It says page not found. It's not working in the internet uh, archive, uh, but we're going to take a quick jump to our headlines. We'll be right back. Today's News Talk Radio. I like hearing the news. news. A lot of news. TNT Radio News. Top of the hour, every hour. TNT. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli forces pressed ahead with their air and ground bombardment of southern Gaza Strip as the military ordered mass evacuations. Workers, residents, and students evacuated buildings in the Philippine capital Manila on Tuesday after an earthquake of magnitude 5.9 struck off the main Luzon Island. The government has suffered its first defeat in the House of Commons on a whip vote since the general election in 2019, after 22 conservative MPs rebelled over the infected blood scandal. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. We continue our conversation with Lynn Taylor. Check out her website, commoncorediva.com. And just to add to what you were saying, I mean, I'm looking at the website 
It's mm -hmm. literally what a lot of us have been talking about. You know, they said they chose five I ideas for right. reimagining the UN. I mean, you've got, as you mentioned, skills for future, AI powered career tool, UN, the, the, the digital ID, Unicoins, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, world, world coin, basically the, the, right. the one world currency, which links mm -hmm. to the digital uh, ID, which then, you know, that's, that's the social credit system right there and it's just funny how it just says uh, these six teams will go to the dragon's den i mean this is literally the, the this is the dragon's um den and then i'm looking at some of the current um uh, what do they call it open uh ideas challenges at the un uh, you've mm -hmm. got my healthy food challenge I'm, I'm i'm looking to see if they're they're talking about eating bugs and not eating oh oh they're not uh, going to put it right out there meats. no they're gonna they're gonna entice you with other nice sounding words and then they'll get into the eating bugs yeah and, and another one says sustainable smart cities open source so software for sdg right. number 11 sustainable cities and communities uh, and, and i thought i'd mention as well you know a lot of well-meaning people participate uh mm -hmm. in this you know people that i've where i've taught they just naively believe the un has good um intentions and you know, another, the, yeah uh, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then what just what i thought i'd mention another group who's working with this as well as democracy without borders they openly they believe in world government and they're pushing something called the unpa un parliamentary assembly so us plebs can have a little more input into this uh, world government, but but your your further thoughts on the reimagining? Oh, of the UN. please. Well, you know, back in December of 2021 in Milan, there was a meeting, and this is where they came up with the thing of, oh, we're gonna re. Well, it's not the first time, but it was the one of the latest times, and they said, oh, well, we'll just make it a UN 2.0 because after all, it's going to be bigger, better, and better. And so I just wanted to point that out. But the, when they took this to the UK's version of Shark Tank, the people's vote winner was the Mobility Marketplace, which was an interagency network that was going to be set up by the UN to work with governments and education to enhance workforce skill development. So in other words, we're throwing academics out the window and we're replacing it with how well you can uh, follow work orders and how well you can manage tools that will be given to you to point you into, well, this is where you will work and this is where you will live and this is where you will eat, excuse me, what you will eat. So if you don't think this is going to impact your part of the nation, let me tell you, <clears throat> these groups that work in the United Nations are on um, uh, excuse me, umbrella groups that will include the United States and Canada. Uh, let's see, it will also involve the environmental, uh, which will link to Mexico. Uh, this all falls under Chapter 8 of the UN Charter, Articles 52 through 54. We've talked about that on one of our last shows. So that's how it connects to all that. But here's the other thing that I've noticed. When you look at the particular 2021 document that one that you said was not going to download, I have downloaded it so I can resend the link if I need to. But I've got the ISBN number and people can have that. And maybe they can access, 
access that as well. It's a 188-page document, Havore, and it's going to look in the big headlines, Reimagining Our Futures Together. That's not the full title. If you look at the full title, you'll have Reimagining in nice big letters. Then almost in parentheses, in smaller letters, a new social, then our futures in big letters, another parenthesis with some small letters, contract four together in big letters, and then as almost an afterthought in smaller letters, education. This is not about job skills. This is about taking education one more time and chucking it out the window and putting it into what the United Nations thinks that we need, not what mom and dad uh, for Johnny and Susie say that they need. Now, the ISBN number, you ready? 978-923-100478-0. Uh, the author of this particular 188-page document is the International Commission on the Futures of Education. And you want to know where they're housed in? They are an entity that was created in 2019 mm, at UNESCO. Yeah, and I, I do have this PDF. So I did actually download this Good. one. I was referring Good. to another link on one of the oh, UN okay. sites. And it's, it's as you say, they want to build a new social contract. I mean, when we talk about social contract, you know, that, that goes back to the Enlightenment times and and afterward what, what we have had now you know um natural law americana mm -hmm. the constitution and they're saying it's time for a new globalist collectivist social contract uh and you know you can if you you have to learn how to read globalese as i call it you right. know here it says in the in the epilogue proposals for building a new social contract pedagogies of solidarity and cooperation oh, yes. solidarity is a classic marxist communist um term and but I we're mean, gonna try other... it out yeah yeah and, and it talks in, in their, their different chapters here it specifically says uh you know recasting teaching as a collaborative profession and it's saying you know individual individualism no 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 it's collective collectivism it's group mm -hmm. uh and so um yeah, and you won't is... be allowed to teach if you're not in that solidarity movement. And I'm sitting here going, you know, there was a reason why we shied away from words like solidarity, because it was part of the it was not uh, uh, anything to do with freedom. It was everything to do with being hemmed in. But now on page two of this particular PDF we're discussing, it says that uh, the UNESCO is the global leader in education and it's the UN's top priority because education is a basic human right and as well as the foundation for all peace and sustainable development. That's not what education is. And education is not a basic human right. It is a privilege. And, you know, there there are a number of additional crazy things here. I'm looking at this. Uh, oh, yeah. Should, oh, it's, it's. Schools should model the futures we aspire to by ensuring human rights and becoming exemplars of sustainability and carbon um, neutrality. And, you know, human rights 
Uh, again, according to the UN, I, I, it's been a while since I mentioned this. I'm sure you'd agree that um, there is not a good thing, actually, because no. it's the, the, the UN is who's issue. You know, you have natural rights come to you from God. They're inalienable. Right. But when you talk about human rights, basically it comes from the UN. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt wrote the, 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 that charter and who's issuing your human rights it's the united nations it. yeah and they can change it at any moment mm -hmm. they can take away your human right they can take mm -hmm. away your ability to eat meat because of sdg whatever your ability to travel and so forth so human rights a lot of people use this term i refuse to use the term human rights because ultimately in the in the long game human rights will be used to take away our 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 rights it will, it will absolutely try to, well, it won't try. It will do everything it can to assault those inalienable rights. And if we don't know what the difference between human rights and inalienable rights are, how can we defend our families? How can we protect our students? Listen to this on uh, page three. This is a quote. We need a new social contract for education to repair the injustices while transforming the future. A new contract must be grounded in human rights and based on the principles of non-discrimination, social justice, respect for life, human dignity, and cultural diversity. You possibly cannot have non-discrimination exist with social justice because guess what? Social justice will create more discrimination. It already has respect for life. Really? You want to go out there and support abortion and then you're going to turn around and say, oh, I respect all life. OK, what about human dignity? Really? You're going to sit here and euthanize elderly people just because they can't get good, uh, excuse me, get health care because their government has denied them. Oh, please. This thing is so full of holes. It's not even funny. I'm looking at page four here. It says pedagogy should be organized around the principles of cooperation, uh, collaboration, and solidarity. Again, full on the collectivism. Uh, and then it says curricula should emphasize ecological, you know, um, yep. learning. Put creation uh, above the creator. Yep, that's exactly it. What do you make? Just over the weekend, the Pope came out and said all of the world's religions should come together because of environmentalism. I don't know if you caught that. I'm, I bet you're well, not surprised. Okay. No, I'm not because you have to go back into history and look at the Louisiana Covenant. And the Louisiana Covenant united all major religions across the globe in an effort to be the hands and feet of Christ. Nothing wrong with that, right? Until you factor in the fact that years later, what they do, they signed on with the United Nations in support of the Sustainable Development Goals and said, yeah, now we're going to use the church to, from the bully pulpit, quite literally, ram this down the congregate's throats, that we have to do everything for sustainability, for supposed peace, for social justice, for saving the environment. Well, okay, let's go back and look at scripture. Scripture tells us that, you know, after the flood, that rainbow was that promise that 
the world would not be destroyed by flood again. It didn't say that pestilence wouldn't happen. It didn't say we would run out of resources. No, it absolutely didn't because God always provides. He had made sure that the world was going to be able to be self-sustainable. We were only supposed to be the people who helped care for it, not ruin it, not rape it, not try to create things that are going to kill it. And that's exactly what this stuff is doing. But on page five of this particular new social contract for education, the president for the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia is the person in charge of this new social contract. Go look at what's happening in Ethiopia. And do you really want him leading this effort? Yeah, it's... Um... And, and I mean, there's just so much in here. People should uh, sit down and look at UN, you know, white papers like this. Uh, and, oh, and this, just... this thing is full of it. Yeah, because on page seven, he says, this is a quote, the future of our planet must be locally and democratically envisioned. And, How's and it that possible? On... It says Cur curricula must embrace an ecological understanding of uh, humanity, and I like where it says the spread of misinformation should be countered through scientific, digital, and human humanistic literacies that develop the ability to distinguish falsehoods from truth. So they're obsessed with misinformation, uh, and, and from anyone that has an opposing worldview. Uh, and we would this, be in that category. Yes, we we are. Um, we would. You know, we're spreading misinformation right now, Lynn, oh, uh, yes. according to the oh, UN. Cosmovision. Um, it's time for our break. Uh, the website is commoncordiva.com. People can call in as well. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Facts matter. And the fact is that until the COVID-19 genetic therapy injections hit the scene, we didn't have thousands of young athletes dying in competition, in training, or home asleep in their beds. We didn't blame things like a previously undiagnosed genetic cardiac anomaly or taking too cold a shower or walking too briskly to class. And the fact is that it wasn't Israelis that kidnapped Palestinian Olympic athletes in Munich and murdered them. It wasn't Israelis that blew up nightclubs in Berlin and Indonesia. It wasn't Israelis that drove a truck through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin or shot up a Christmas market in Germany. It wasn't Israelis that stabbed to death festival goers in Stockholm, it wasn't Israelis that did these things. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment. Time is flying with Lynn Taylor, CommonCoreDiva.com. We're digging into globalism, the UN, how they want to reimagine the UN and build a better world government. 
I'm still not so sure, uh, Lynn, if they're going to stick with the UN or scrap it all together, as they've done in the past, League of Nations, UN. Right. There has been some talk uh, among the elites, you know, articles, op-eds, um, talking about the creation of a, you know, just outright scrapping the UN and creating a new world government. Um, so I can see them going either way. Uh, it's possible that the multipolar world could lead the creation of a third iteration of a world government. There's been talk from the East about that as well. Uh, you know, just any thoughts on that? You know, if they do, Florida, I will say this. What we're currently experiencing will seem like child's play for what they're planning. It absolutely will. And we're going to continue this conversation again tomorrow night. But I wanted to to highlight one thing that we will be talking about a little bit more tomorrow night, and that is that universal ID. Remember how I said um, at the top of the show that we would get back into that. But uh, we'll be looking at a 2018 paper that says, you know, under sustainable development goal number 16, a universal mandatorily assigned uh, digital ID will be the fate of every one of us. And it's coming in the form of things like real IDs, um, you know, that sort of thing. But anyway, let's get back to education because that is my expertise. Um, there are nine chapters in this particular document that we're talking about right now, and it's all about the transformation of education from not just what is taught, but who teaches. And it opens Pandora's box into the fact of it's not just a licensed teacher. It could be you or I, uh, someone who doesn't necessarily have a degree to teach or a license to teach. We need to be very, very careful about that because what agenda are they bringing with them? I mean, think of think about the after school Satan clubs. You really want them teaching your children about religion? You might want to rethink that. But in chapter nine, a new social contract within societies will enable young people to live in dignity. It will ensure that women have the same prospects as men, will protect the sick, the vulnerable, and the minorities, as well as give opportunities of all kinds. And within a generation, Havore, all children in low and middle income countries could have, not will, but could have access to quality education at every level. This is possible. We just have to decide to do it. To close those gaps and to make a new social contract possible, we need a new global deal to ensure that power, wealth, and opportunities are shared more broadly and fairly at international levels. And then they follow that up with this. Are you ready? Vaccine nationalism has been shown that there are gaps in collective ability to have people work. In other words, no one is safe until we all are vaccinated. On page 137, the G7, a oh, wonderful group that they are, those countries are the are two favorite and there's not enough equalization. In other words, we have to cookie cutter our governments because overreaches can be better passed off that way um, as civil engagement to equalize or neutralize we the people. So you lower the bar, you don't raise it. Okay, on page 138, we're going to work and do all this because we need to share our education standards. 
In other words, an international cooperation in education has played a significant role so far. And we have to frame what those international cooperation steps look like, i.e., you pull out all the roots and hope to goodness that something new will grow. It's not going to be anything new that we want. Yeah, and, and just along, you know, some of these same themes and, and lines, I had a, what you call it, you might call it an epiphany where, and in and, and one of these pages here, it also talks about how teaching should be further professionalized as a collaborative endeavor where teachers um, are recognized for their work as knowledge producers, key figures in educational and social transformation. Collaboration and teamwork should characterize the work of teachers. And I, I think what they're getting at here. Mm -hmm. is and i i think i believe i experienced this so i was teaching in mexico in kazakhstan and I, there was a transition to the my first few years in mexico where they from somewhere high up they came in and reimagined everything mm -hmm. and i saw the same thing taking place in kazakhstan so i was actually witness to them implementing this this supranational un globalist stuff from the ends of the earth to Kazakhstan to Mexico, where up until you know the 2000 teens, we were teaching in the more traditional fa fashion. You know, wow. teacher, students, mm -hmm. the individual teachers. Of course, we collaborate um, mm -hmm. and and plan together, teachers. But they switched it from the old model to this really like group collectivist sort of learning. And I think when the document what they're talking about here is they want to make it so everyone is on the same page doing the Literally. plan uh, and mm -hmm. not allow a dissident teacher. You know, one of my early blogs and the original name for my podcast was Dissident Thinker. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I was a dissident teacher and there were times I'd get punished for it. And so they want to eliminate the, the, the ability yeah. for there to be uh, a truth telling uh, teacher. No, it's and it's like people talk about the Delphi method. Uh, and 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 this stuff where they kind of just get everyone um, to to come to this steer everyone mm -hmm. into this group consensus and no one can be uh, left out. It really feels like this is what they're doing. Oh, it absolutely is. But now you know we've known for quite a while that the UNESCO brand of education was all about grooming change ages. And so from my article that I did back in 2017, it was called "The Call from Father." I embedded a 2015 document. Uh, from the UNESCO that was talking about how education should be seen. This is a quote from Irina B-O-K-O-V-A, and this is what she said. Education is a right that transforms lives when it's accessible to all, relevant, and underpinned by core shared values. Quality education is the biggest influential force for wiping out poverty, improving health, livelihood, and increasing prosperity, becoming more inclusive, sustainable, and peaceable. It's essential to make education the center for the post-2015 developmental agenda. And that's precisely what this 2.0 UN reimagined education. That's precisely what has now come to fruition. And, you know, it ties right into investments 
that we can talk about tomorrow night as well, because, you know, we have a lot of money that flows through education and is tied to investing in these sustainable development goals. So we've got a lot to cover. Yeah, and you just mentioned uh, Irina Bokova, and I mm -hmm. Google imaged her face and very familiar. I can't mm -hmm. recall precisely why, but I know in the past years researching this yes. stuff, um, she was involved with, again, some very nasty, you know, bad globalist mm -hmm. um, proclamations. So, I, you know, I, I can't recall at this very moment, but yeah, not very cool. We just got a no, couple of minutes. No, not very cool. Okay. Yeah, well, we, very quickly, let me uh, just point these certain things out. There is a uh, YouTube video that was made in 2020, and it was all about this resurgent for the Dragon's Den for the UN. Here are just a, a few of the quotes. At 522, we need mandates for people who we serve. This is from the UN Secretary General. This is all in response to COVID, by the way. That's what this reimagining is about, is supposedly addressing the COVID response. At 542, yes, we need to do this to achieve the sustainable development goals. And finally, at 627, the team behind the alliance to do all this, to reimagine the UN together, is made up of all kinds of public-private entities connected directly to the United Nations, as well as groups within the United Nations. And I'm looking at where it says, you know, it's it, when you read this, it really sounds like COVID was planned to bring this about the way mm -hmm. that they speak. It says, reimagine the next, the, they say the next normal now. This is the UN.org uh, right. website. Or have you seen the language on some things where it says the next pandemic? They know there's another one coming. On this particular YouTube video, they said, you know, COVID forced us to do all this and it drove the catalyst for change that we've hoped for. So now we have no excuse because, oh, it was a change we hoped for. I didn't hope for change like that. Did you? Do you know anyone who hoped for change like that, who, who knowingly said, yes, let me be sequestered in my own home and told where I can go and have where I can shop? No. Oh, it, it becomes clear here. It's, here they're talking about agile teams, digital, digital liter literacy, hybrid teams, increasing um, innovation. Again, some of these things, uh, if you look at them, how they should be looked at are not bad things, you know, innovation, digital but literacy. But you have but, to dig mm -hmm. deeper. Yeah. And, and the way they're talking is basically, I mean, it just shows from the very beginning, my view was that there was no pandemic and the whole purpose of this, you know, premeditated planned operation was to bring in the algorithm ghetto, the digital technocracy, wow. and which is what they are discussing here Absolutely. now how they're gonna how they're gonna le leverage this the digital world now to build out the rest of the prison planet uh one minute to midnight lynn final thought for us don't take anything the united nations has to say or sell you at face value you have to look at the words that are used the images that are used and the agenda that lies underneath and if you need to find out more get in touch with Havore, get in touch with me i'll be happy to help in any way i can as i mentioned i was at the book fair a week ago and there was a un stand with mexican un volunteers I was too tired, so I kept walking, but I was waiting for them to try. If, if they pitched me on the UN, 
I would have given them a diplomatic <laughs> mouthful. I would have literally said, you're working for the devil. You're creating a global totalitarian uh, system. So always great uh, to catch up. Lynn, we'll, we'll continue our chat uh, tomorrow. CommonCoreDiva.com. I am signing off. Steve Malzberg is up next. So don't touch that dial and keep on rocking in the not so free world. <laughs>